It is the duty of the free man to resist tyranny at every turn. Every man will either watch his freedom stripped away or take action to protect what he loves. Introducing the A3, the newest revolutionary body armor from Armored Republic. The A3 is the new standard for lightweight multi-hit body armor. A3 plates are incredibly light at 4.6 pounds. The patented design captures fragmentation while remaining multi-hit capable. The A3 will stop up to M80 ball, yet comes in at only 0.7 inches thick. The A3 is the thinnest NIJ.06 compliant or certified composite standalone plate that includes the drop test. The A3 is the first of its kind, patent pending, that combines an alloy strike face with polyethylene backing, revolutionizing body armor technology by providing strength and durability while remaining sleek and maneuverable. The A3 is the new standard in lightweight body armor. The fight against tyranny just got stronger. Hey y'all, welcome to Cross Politics. A little cold in the studio today. This is the natural but, born killers edition. But I got my, my Protestant orange worldview glasses on. No one you know, thinks no one thinks orange. that. No one yep. thinks that. Yep. <laughs> Knox, not even gonna, not even gonna help me there, huh? No, I'm not right. feeding the bears. Yeah, no, I don't feed the bears. Pastor Toby, Chuck Knox, I'm the water boy, and it's good to get a Texan back in oh, on yeah. the show today. You would you say know, that. another Texan. You would say that. Do you even know we talk about Texas a lot on this show? <laughs> yeah, like, I know. Texas yeah. is just like, like a, a I think if you did like topic. a like a analysis of all the words used, I'm pretty Texas. sure it'd be like it'd you be know, pretty high ranking. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah, you yeah, live yeah. in Idaho. That and baptize your baby. Uh, summer's been great here at Cross Politic. Remember summer, guys? Back when it was warm? It's like raining and like 50 degrees outside right now. I still right got now. my top off in my K5. Uh, uh, oh, my kids are oops. getting wet on the way to school. Oops. I don't see a problem. Yeah. <laughs> We're getting baptized on the way to school. There we go. No, that's not uh, baptism. But okay. Summer's been great here at Cross Politic, and we want you to join us on the ride. Uh, we're, we're not calling it the Fight Left Feast Club anymore. It's called the Fight Left Feast Pub or just yes. the Pub or Pub yeah. TV. Uh-huh. Second, we're launching a new line of content focused on family entertainment. Mm-hmm. We have our new show, This America, not Miss America with Gabe, but This America. <laughs> Even be Mr. America. <laughs> <laughs> and our exciting new Rowdy Christian Guides Ooh. series, highlighting the practical guides to fun and godly life. Those are like ten minute kind of bits. Yeah, we dropped. Have we dropped any of those yet? They're coming. Yeah, we got, hopefully we got this one. week. Okay, yeah, okay. Yeah. Additionally, we will have live streaming of our conferences, our past conference talks, all bundled within the brand new polished Fight Laugh Feast app. It is beautiful. Oh, that's that's the that's that's where the pub is centered. It's the it's the name of our app and where you can get that experience. If you don't have it, download it today. Uh, you had, just search Fight Laugh Feast in your app store. Or uh, Pub TV. A uh, Pub TV, either yeah. one. Yeah. And um, and if you already have the app uh, and it's not refreshed, you know, the brand new experience, you might yeah. need to uh, go update it or delete it and re, uh, re-download yeah. it. But, yeah. but grab it today. Head on over to FightLeftFeast.com. Follow the links. Join the pub, FightLeftFeast.com. Uh, as mentioned, we're very grateful to have with us back Michael Quinn Sullivan. He's the publisher of Texas Scorecard and the writer of a brand new documentary, The Texas Heist. Here's an introduction to that. There was a coup. Uh, some of the moderate Republicans that uh, Craddock had in power uh, revolted. I think a lot of us were were pretty shocked that you had kind of this very brazen display of a dozen Republicans 
pretty outright conspiring with the Democrats. Uh, shocking to me as well. No one expected uh, the House, I think, prior to that session had been 86, uh, 64. So it wasn't close. And then, of course, Obama came into office. And with that, we nearly lost the House. It was 76, 74. We were, you know, breathing a sigh of relief. We kept it. We were going to continue with Tom Craddock. We did three straight terms uh, with the last session, I thought, being pretty darn good. Um, and then they came up these, I think it was 11 Republicans. It may, it may have been 12. Either way, it was it was a deal cut with the, the Democrats to get to 76. So unfortunately, you had these 11 or 12 Republicans who decided, you know what? We want the power. We'll give the Democrats what they want. We'll cut a deal with them. That deal, of course, resulted in what Sid Miller called a coup, ousting Tom Craddock and bringing in Joe Strauss as the speaker. Whoa. Wow. I like that music, too. It's like really, really dramatic. Michael, thanks for coming back on Cross Politic. Hey, thanks for having me. Great to be with you guys. So I want to know, like, so actually that clip sets up basically pretty clearly what you're talking about with what the heist is, these 11 or 12 uh, Republicans who basically defected um, to the Democrat side in order to um, oust the previous uh, speaker uh, and get somebody new in. I'm curious, um, first of all, I mean, did I, did I summarize that correctly? Correct anything that I got wrong? And then, and then secondly, what's the defense of the Republicans who did mm. this defection? What would mm. they say in their defense? Yeah, so you, you you got it right. And what happened is, is it set a standard of operations in the Texas House of Representatives uh, that has now led for more than more than a decade of a small group of Republicans and the number changes, uh, but working with the Democrats so that functionally speaking, Democrats control the Texas House of Representatives. That's what I call the Texas Heist. They, they found a way to steal the Texas House despite not being in the majority. What, what the Republicans who are who are involved in this will tell you is, oh, well, you know, uh, this is just the way we do things in Texas. You know, they, they will say that, you know, a bipartisanship is the most important value that we can have, not achieving your ideological um, objectives or your political objectives. No, no, we have to be bipartisan. And of course, what bipartisan means is doing what the Democrats want. Uh, the, the the Republicans, many of them will tell you that it's all about them being able to deliver for their districts and for their constituencies uh, because uh, you know they, they play this game with the Democrats. All the Democrats and a small number of Republicans um, you know, uh, come manipulating the system in the Texas legislature. So now those Republicans get to have an outsized sense of, of power uh, that they can use to deliver for their their donors, their favorite lobbyists, for you know industries in their district, whatever it might be. Um, and when you're talking about Texas, you're talking about you know what the tenth largest economy on the planet. You're talking about built a, a, a state budget that rivals that of most foreign countries mm. um, into the billions of dollars. A lot of money at play uh, that they get to uh, you know spend around. Um, all then kind of under the national conversation where. 
um, non-Texans look at the Lone Star State and say, oh, well, they're all Republican. Things must be great there. Huh. Um, and so they're able to kind of get away with it because, you know, we're not as bad as California. We're not as bad as New York, mm. which is a lot like being the least drunk person at the bar. Uh, <laughs> if, that's, if that's your standard, then then good for you. But Texas could be doing better. I've only had four beers. And uh, <laughs> so, um, uh, Michael, it seems like to me with – um. Uh, Texas, it, it's been conservative or been kind of a stalwart, at least from the outside looking in. I grew up there, but even since I left, I, I still look at Texas as a pretty conservative state. Um, what some it, it, like the heist isn't the problem. What was it, what was going on before the heist? That's the problem. What um, you know, how do we get here? How do we get here? And then even like, you know, Paxton, I, I watched a lot of the doc and he was just saying, yeah, man, things were pretty good. Under the previous speaker, he was on his third term. Things were pretty good. I don't think things were that well, even under the previous speaker. Um, you know, how did we get here? Yeah, so you know, I, I would suggest that you know Texans have uh, have fallen prey to that you know, very, very common problem of, of folks who believe their own PR, um, where we have for a long time believed ourselves to be you know this red meat conservative state, uh, when in fact, again, it's it, it, again it is the problem of comparison. Um, you know, when when we compare ourselves to California, we do look pretty good in comparison. Yeah. Um, but 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 the question though is is that really the right standard? You know, is that the right standard for me as an individual? Is that the right standard for us as a state? Um, or you know, or or should the standard be are we doing the best we can be doing? And when you look at that, that's where you see that Texas has has not been performing. Um, it took us uh, you know, Texas could have been a leader in banning the um, the, the the genital mutilation of children right. in the name of the radical um, homosexual and leftist agenda. Um, instead, you know, we're a, a distant also ran in finally addressing that problem because the Democrats in the Texas House didn't want to address. So therefore, the Republicans didn't want it addressed. Mm. Um, you know, there, there are all these areas where we could have been a leader, but instead we have been relegated to follower status. Mm. Okay, so oh man, I kind of I kind of want to pick up on that's, that's what that's I think. Disgusting. That's Texas. Yeah, yeah. that's <laughs> disgusting. You know, Colorado. Uh, we had um, that legislator on from Colorado. Yeah, a Christian pastor guy. Yeah, and he said basically Colorado flipped during Obama's administration and before Obama's administration. Two thousand eight, where Colorado flipped. The last fifty two years, Colorado had only voted twice for a Democratic um, president mm. from two thousand eight. Yeah. In the last 52 years mm-hmm. and then Colorado votes for Obama. And then now it hasn't voted for a Republican president since. And it's been way worse. Like yeah. Colorado's gotten more liberal. Right. Oh, that's, uh, that's why you, was there a yeah, question? No, I was getting there, but yeah, go, you, ahead. You, you, go ahead. Okay. Um, it seems like that's happening in Texas. It seems like um, the Colorado vacation of Texas is coming. Yeah, I, I wish I could say that you were wrong. Unfortunately, you're not. I feel like that we're uh, we, we're uh, kind of lulling ourselves into this kind of false sense of security. Um, and now, look, in some ways for the Democrats, they get to have their cake and eat it, too. They both that they get in many cases the policy outcomes they want without the burden of of being in charge, you know. Mm. Uh, so they're able to, <laughs> uh, you know, to, you know, to stop things. But then when things don't wow. go the well, they say, oh, "Well, look, it's the Republicans in charge." Um, but but they're a Democrat. But for a lot of voters, though, you see a lot of folks um, starting to say, "Well, gosh, if." 
if if I'm going to vote for Republicans, but they act like Democrats, maybe it's just more efficient to vote for Democrats anyway. And I think you oh. saw that in Colorado and you see that in other places mm. when, when Republicans stop being a, a viable uh, political party that stands for something. At that point, it's really hard to make the case to the average human being, you know, the, the the normal person who has a job, has a family, goes to church, you know, likes to go dancing with their wife once a month, and all the different little things that people do in their lives, um, uh, and and then they try to remember to vote. Uh, if it, it, if they're not seeing a substantive difference between what they have and what they don't have, might as well try the other thing for a while. And and Republicans are in real danger of that. And when that happens, when that, you know, make make a mistake. I love you guys. Uh, your part of the world is gorgeous. You talked about fifty degrees. We won't see fifty degrees until like January. Um, <laughs> but 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 yet, you know, if it. If the nation loses Texas, if Republicans nationally lose yeah. Texas, you will never again have a Republican president. You cannot do the electoral math mm-hmm. um, in the current state wow. of, of the United States well, and have a Republican president without Texas voting Republican. Well, it seems like we can have a Republican Texas and still not have a Republican president. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> that's right. That's right. That's right. That's right. That's right. It seems like so. Is like we're going there anyway. But, but, <laughs> but yeah, that's saying, right. That, that's a good point. That's a good point. You say we have a chance. I, yeah. I, well, maybe not. Maybe not. Now, if we got all these rhinos out there, we don't really have a chance, yeah. right? Yeah. Um, but I, but I, I think I agree with your point, though, Michael. Here's another thing I wanted to ask: What was it about the moment with Obama that created so many rhinos, or or, or created this this switch? This flip, this is why I wouldn't piggyback on what Gabe was saying, this flip in Texas. Um, What was it about that moment in that era? And and part of me just thinking about this right off the top of my head was that we had two Obamas with Romney and Obama. And it seems like your point about, well, let's try something different. And we had race intermixed with this, too. And if the policies were the same with Mitt Romney and Obama, why not just pick Obama? Right. 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 But, but it seems like there was a I, I don't know. What, what was it that flipped in Texas to get so many rhinos in the, in that moment with Obama? Yeah, I, I think you had a couple of things to play. One, you, know, you have to remember, Texas was a Democrat held state. It was completely Democrat up until the mid 90s. Uh, oh. California moving from a. Republican to a Democrat state happened at about the same time Texas went from being a Democrat state to a Republican state. Okay. Um, and then so so you had a lot of opportunists, uh, folks who um, you know, in, in political office, you got to remember with with state office, many of these cats uh, can kind of glide under under the radar screen. How they vote in Austin is generally not reported. Uh, mm. what, what gets reported to voters back home in, in any state house in the in the nation, quite frankly, is what the incumbent tells them. Yeah. Um, you know, so 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 many of these cats could kind of write their own history in real time. Uh, they they had been elected as Democrats. They switched parties when it was convenient in the late nineties, um, and then and now they said they were still voting conservatives, but in fact they 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 weren't. But no one was there to challenge them. Mm-hmm. Uh, so in some cases, it wasn't so much that the politicians changed. Um, It's just that people started, uh, particularly in 2010, 
after Obama was was elected and people started realizing maybe what had happened, some of these folks started being revealed for who they were. Um, it wasn't that they changed or they revealed. You also then had kind of the same problem you had elsewhere, you know, folks uh, feeling like voting for Obama was some sort of, uh, you know, virtue signaling um, about how far we've come as a country or right. something. And then the, and, and then they had some buyer's remorse short, uh, shortly after that. <laughs> Michael. Um, do you think um, that the people of Texas really are conservative? I was going to ask that. Or, yeah. or are they, I mean, is it, is it a matter of just getting conservatives out to vote? Or is it a matter of, yeah, I, or, or is it the hearts of Texas? I mean, the people of Texas really, you know, deep in the heart of Texas, there mm. really are liberals. And they really aren't as conservative as we all think. Um, I, I will tell you, um, uh, between my own travels around the state, I I hit every county, at least every other year, 254 counties. I'm in, you know, uh, on the road almost every day of the week. Uh, we do a lot of polling, a lot of focus groups. I can tell you, absolutely, Texans are as conservative as you think that they are. Uh, when you talk to them about life issues and they talk it talk about uh, protecting kids, talk about budget, spending, taxes, go down the line. Even Democrats in tech, you know, human being Democrats, not people <laughs> with the honorable part of the name, you know, human beings who have jobs and, you know, love their kids and try not to cheat on their spouse and all the different things, right? Yeah. You know, normal people, right? Um, even those Democrats are good on life issues on wow. you know, supporting the Second Amendment, border security, go down the line. The disconnect for Texans um, is, um, you know, is, is, the, is the availability of information about their state legislature. Um, wow. Most folks are very conversant on what happens federally. Everyone can tell you, you know, you know what stupid thing Joe Biden did an hour ago, right? Oh. Um, but yet, meanwhile, most people, and this is not limited to Texas, but certainly my experience yeah. is Texas, you know, most people can't tell you who their sheriff is. They can't tell you who the school board president is. They can't tell you, you know, who their mayor is even. And those positions tend to have a lot more impact on people's lives than Joe Biden ever will. Right. Um, but, we, but we've been kind of pulled, you know, lulled into the sense of ignoring that which is local and important and things that we can influence. And in Instead, all build up ahead of outrage about things that are are more distant and less influenceable by us. And at some point, we as Christians need to kind of also own our responsibility. In that I hear a lot of folks at my own church and at uh, churches I visit around the state, um, you know, who say, "Oh, well, you know, gosh, Michael, that's interesting that you do this state stuff, but you know." As a Christian, I need to be focused on these big, big national things. They'll talk about abortion or they'll talk about, you know, whatever they think they've seen on Fox News or something. Right. Um, and, and and I think that's where we as Christians sit back and say, gosh, you know, may, maybe we need to be encouraging our congregations uh, to vote in city council races and school board races mm. rather than just once every four years uh, talking about who's running for president. Because right. quite honestly, I'm more concerned with what the math teacher in you know, some small school district is doing in in his classroom than I am what some you know ninety year old U.S. senator from California is doing. That has a lot more impact on my family and on my community than that U.S. senator ever will. Um, you know, I'm I'm still kind of stuck on the problem. Um, you know, all these legislators get voted in apparently by good conservative Christian people in Texas, and then the legislators go to Austin and 
then they don't report back home what they're doing. So something's really broken there. And then you got like good guys like uh, you know Attorney General um, uh, uh, Paxton, Ken Ken Paxton. Um, he he just got impeached in May, and I'm trying to sort through like is is he corrupt? Is he not? Is he getting caught up in the kind of the the mill of Austin because he was a true conservative? Uh, and then there's charges with Ken Paxton about possibly cheating on his wife. Um, you know how do how do we even process supposedly the good guys in Texas? Yeah, so uh, you know this 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 Paxton impeachment is uh, b- between the Paxton impeachment and now honestly kind of the the general results of the legislative session that just concluded have really been very eye opening to a lot of Texans. Um, you know, folks again who who haven't been paying a lot of attention may not have the ability to pay attention. Um, or, or at least aren't aware they have the ability to pay attention. You know, the Texas scorecard that we try to do is help folks be able to pay attention to what's happening in the Texas legislature, happening in the state capitol. Um, you know, with, with the Paxton impeachment, though, you have a couple things at play. Um, you know, he he is as corrupt as any of the four of us are. You know, he's a sinful man who you know makes all sorts of mistakes. You know, before even taking you know taking his foot out of his bed, right? Um, but yet, at the same time, and that's where you where we do have to make sure that when we think of our elected officials, that we are being careful to uh, to separate the man from the performance of the job. Um, you know, at, at some point today, I will do what I always do. I will drive through the Chick-fil-A that is between my office and my home, and I will order a uh, large uh, large waffle fries and a large sweet tea because that's what I will do. Um, and when the nice homeschool kid takes my money, um, I don't really care um, what that kid watched on TV last night. I just want my waffle fries and my sweet tea. That's really all I want from Chick-fil-A is my waffle fries and my large sweet tea. Um, and, 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 and and the fact that he might have other issues in his life need to be addressed, I hope those are getting addressed. But at that moment, I'm hiring him to serve me waffle fries and large sweet tea. The same should be true with our politicians. Um, whatever whatever personal flaws these people have, we also remember we need them to deliver a job for us. It's a it's a professional question we should have. And with Ken Paxson, you have a guy who has racked up win after win against the Biden administration. He has racked up massive wins against big tech and big pharma, wins that everyone said no attorney general would be able to get. Um, so Paxton professionally has delivered for uh, for Texas and for Texas conservatives. Now, personally, uh, you know there are the reports he's cheated on his wife and these kind of things, uh, which are which are troubling and bad. And I hope that he and his wife, um, you know, have, you know, they appear to have reconciled from from all of that, which is which is what we should hope for and pray for as Christians. But ultimately, um, you know, with the thirty million people in Texas. Um, our job as the citizens is to hire our public servants, to hire elected officials to perform jobs. We don't hire best friends. Uh, we're not hiring them to be, you know, the, here's the tired old line from, you know, from the 2000s and the 90s. You know, we're not hiring them to be the pastor of our church. We're hiring them to be a state rep or an attorney general. And we have to dif- we have to be the, the grownups, the room, the citizens. We have to be the ones uh, who will say, you know, what? I'm going to differentiate whether or not I like you as my mayor and do I like the job you're doing as mayor? Those have to be two different things um, if we're going to be successful as a republic. 
The mission of Armored Republic is to honor Christ by equipping free men with tools of liberty necessary to preserve God-given rights. In the Armored Republic, there's no king but Christ. We are free craftsmen. Body armor is a tool of liberty. We create tools of liberty. Free men must remain ever vigilant against tyranny wherever it appears. And God has given us the tools of liberty needed to defend the rights he bestowed upon us. Armored Republic is honored to offer you those tools with body armor. So visit them at AR. That's the letters AR, the number 500-500-armor.com. That's AR500-armor.com. You know, Michael, that... That answer doesn't really sit well with me. And I think um, I understand what you're trying to say there, but I think that's part of the problem with Republicans is we've given uh, our own people, our own leaders, a pass on the morality of who they are and what they've done um, because they've done a great job passing tax reform. And I, 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 I think we've separated the man from the job to our detriment. And it's yeah, why- although I would say I would say in Texas we have a different problem that we have uh very often we we vote for someone because they go to our church mm-hmm. or because they, you know, th- 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 their kid and our kid is on the same soccer league or something and we're not paying attention to the fact that they are voting contrary to our values and beliefs. Yeah. And, yeah. and and obviously Gabe, now I think yeah. your your entire argument that you you ultimately cannot divorce the man from the from the job performance and all those things be taken until, but I think the uh, we have to make sure that we are that we're weighing those things appropriately, um, and and we and we don't elect, which is what we've been doing in Texas. We've been electing people who tickle our ears, who say the things that we want to hear, um, but yet uh, when it comes to delivering on their promises, they're not there. They're 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 not actually delivering on their promises. What they are delivering on um, are are goodies for their pals and lying to the constituents who then uh, don't have the ability, um, or at least they don't think they have the ability uh, to to check it out to to find out if it's really been true. And if a man can't deliver on the promise of faithfulness to his wife, I don't think we should expect him to deliver on the promise of faithfulness in the office either. That's right. You know, and yeah, I, think, I, I think it's important yeah. to realize that part of the qualifications of a man who's going to be faithful in office is a man that doesn't take a bribe, that actually cares about uh, injustice. Right. Like when you make vows to your wife, those are the most important vows. If you can't keep those in your home and you can't create a garden that is flourishing in your home, how are you going to handle a garden with a lot more people connected to it? Where is that faithfulness going to be at there? And I think God has given us those checks and balances to look at and say, are these the kind of men that you want ruling you? And if you have those kind of men leading you, then they're representing the type of people that you are properly. And I think we should take a very close look at that and say, oh, wow, we probably need to repent all the way down. Because if we got these yeah. kind of men that can't be faithful to their wives, I don't think we should expect faithfulness in politics. Oh, I, th- I think you're absolutely right. Again, I, I would also think that's where uh, we need to make sure that we are, um, as citizens, that we are appropriately weighing these things that, you know, by, by the evidences that exist, we talk about Ken Paxson, we're talking about Ken Paxson, just yeah, you know, yeah. to be clear, yeah, the Attorney General. To be fair, the fact that he and his wife are still married, that you know, she she's publicly backing him, supporting him, all those kind of things. Um, you know, I think that at some point we have to uh, we also have to make sure that that, that we extend the grace 
that we want extended. Um, you know, there, there, there's been one perfect man that I'm aware of in human history. Maybe there have been others. I'm, I'm aware of the one. Um, and I think that we need to be very cautious that we don't allow ourselves to fall into the trap of saying, oh, if, unless you are perfect, um, you know, we, we're not going to vote for you. What we need to be looking for is someone who is perfectly obedient to Christ, which means that we are going to sin. But when we sin, what what do what happens next? And I think that's the um, for, for many of the folks in political office and for many of us citizens, we need to do a better job of um, of watching that and asking that question because it's very easy to fall into the outrage machine of oh my gosh this this pastor cheated on his wife okay that's really bad and probably shouldn't be a pastor um, but if they've reconciled if you know the oh, the, the sin Absolutely. that existed, and maybe the pastor is the wrong example, but you know, but I think that there is that point to which um, we need to make sure that we are uh, the, that we are seeing grace extended um, as well as um, as well as kind of that that rush to judgment. We 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 need to bear both, I think, in our in our in our in our, in our calculus. Michael, I know that uh, a lot of what we're talking about today is why you started Texas Scorecard, why, yeah. why you're doing Texas Scorecard, um, in order to try to um, help people, just normal people, a lot of the normal people you're talking about that are in Texas actually know what's going on in the state legislature. You're, you're saying there's a massive disconnect, and that's part of what people don't actually don't know the score. They don't actually know. They're not able to make intelligent, intelligent decisions about those who represent them because nobody's telling them, and the only people that are telling them are the incumbents, and they just spin the story they want to. Um, I'm curious, how long has, been, has Texas Scorecard been going, and are you beginning to see some results, some fruit from that work. Mm. And are there any places where, you know, that you've been able to, you know, flip a seat or change the makeup of a, you know, city council or a school board or something like that? Yeah, so it's been real exciting. Though we, we uh, Texas Scorecard has been kind of a uh, a work in progress since about 2015. Um, it's really though uh, taken off since 2020 was when we uh, began concentrating full time on Texas Scorecard. Um, and so during that time, we've seen a lot of uh, uh, a lot of really neat fruit grow out of the work. Uh, most notably, uh, this summer, even uh, there was a we had uh, one of our uh, young reporters who is also a student at Texas A&M University, uh, she wrote about something that was actually going to be very inconvenient for her. She wrote about her her department's, her journalism department's new department head coming in. That new department head, as it turns out, um, was a big proponent of DEI and yeah. pushing all yeah. sorts of uh, you know, crazy leftist stuff. She wrote about it, exposed some things that the university didn't want exposed. Uh, the net effect of that was that lady didn't take the job. The person who offered the job uh, resigned, and the president of the university was forced to resign um, wow. over that. Um, all things because um, our our staff exposed that which the people mm. in power didn't want exposed. Right. Um, and then we can kind of walk backwards a uh, number of other. Uh, and so that was kind of the that that's the most fun from this summer. Um, yeah. and, and I think that it, it it just goes to the you know the point that you made a moment ago that you know there are so many folks who don't know what's going on and there's a 
There's a very thriving industry when you're around state capitals and state universities and all the power that, and the money uh, that sits there. A big thriving industry of uh, just not letting people know what's happening. There's a big obfuscation industry that exists. And so for anyone who's willing to, to step up and start shining a light into those into those dark places, you're going to start having an impact. And uh, that's what we're that's what we're trying to do every day is to uh, uh, show five more people what's going on in their state and local governments uh, so that they can uh, th- so they can be the leaders. Now, I, 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 I often uh, cringe when I hear uh, my friends talk about people in public office as being our leaders, because, in fact, in our system of government, the citizens are supposed to be the leaders. Mm, Unfortunately, yeah. uh, too many of our fellow citizens have been encouraged uh, to be slothful and to not, we end up letting the servants uh, become the masters, um, and that's not uh, that, that is not going to be uh, to the long term benefit of our nation. We need the citizens uh, stepping up into their role of leadership in our republic. Mm, but they only do that when they're informed. The yeah. Texas heist, it is available right now on YouTube. Mr. Sullivan. I'm a little they, depressed. <laughs> <laughs> About Texas. <laughs> Thank you so much for joining us, Michael. Appreciate it. Thanks, guys. Yeah. If you're single, get married. If you're married, have you some kids. And if you have kids, go baptize them. Until tomorrow, love God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength. Love your neighbor as yourself. Go fight, laugh, and feast. This is Cross Politics. How do you choose who to trust? Doesn't it usually come down to personal connection? Then why do only 25% of people trust a real estate agent when our job is all about connection? Sounds like there's something missing. Here at Story Real Estate, we're looking for people with integrity and a willingness to serve others. When people get to know you in this career, they should discover a genuine and helpful person who can guide them through tough times. If that's you, join us today. I'm Chris Carpenter, the owner and founder of Story Real Estate. Click the learn more button and let's see if we have a career you'll love.